0: Once upon a time, I just thought about giving up on everything. But once he put that fight up and showed me, it's like, hey, like I can make it at anything I want to do. I'm all excited, thinking like, I'm gonna come back home and you know I'm gonna tell him the good news. And like the same day I signed, like you know, like my mom called me, like, hey, like your brother just passed. You know, I always been told I was too small. Been called a has-been. I end up going to Pitt State. He ended up transferring schools and, you know, I showed him who was the has-been when we played him again.
1: (laughs) Welcome into the lounge for another week. With another great guest.
2: Yeah, this is a guy that's been blowing up the practice field. Everyone's excited to talk to him. Scored a touchdown in the most recent preseason game against the Colts. Uh, All arrows are pointing up on this guy, wide receiver John Brown.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know if you were going to say John Brown or keep saying this guy.
2: uh, Well, people know what it is. You know, I don't need to like... It says the headline on the actual podcast (laughs) who the guest is, so there's not really like this big surprise moment. So let's go. go ahead and jump into our interview with wide receiver John Brown. Well, we are thrilled to have the Toast of the
1: Town. Yeah, everybody's talking about this guy. John Brown. (laughs) Everybody, you know... Everybody wants them on, his, on their fantasy team, myself included. My mm. draft is coming up, John. I'm just saying. <laughs> you are my mid-round guy, all right? And I only say mid-round. I was going to say, because, because you get your... last Because you're a bargain. Nobody's, nobody's <laughs> buying it in. Oh, yes. I take you in the first, but, you know, I feel like I can probably get you late.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, with that said, here's our mission today, okay? Because you're a pretty quiet guy, John. Uh, we've noticed this. You're a little soft-spoken. So we want to get you to open up during this interview. <laughs> Have a little fun. Do you think that we will be successful in our mission.
0: Yes. We'll yes. All right.
2: <laughs> oh, we like that. We like that. All right. So we'll start with an easy one. Uh, what do you think of Baltimore?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I haven't been anywhere really, but just the organization, I'm enjoying it and I'm having fun. Where,
1: why haven't you been around town?
0: I've just been focusing on making plays right now. <laughs> all right. I
1: mean, I guess that's a pretty good excuse. Yes. That's pretty good. Are, well, you, are you a seafood guy, though? Or are you gonna oh,
0: yeah. Of course. I am. I'm big on seafood. Crabs? You know how to pick a crab? Nah, I don't, but I I tried. I've been struggling. I went to Jimmy. Um, Jimmy the, Seafood? Yeah. yeah I kind of struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Did you have someone teaching you? Because that's the first thing. When I did it for the first time, like the waiter actually came and like showed me the ropes. Did you have anybody give you a tutorial? Yeah, they
0: showed me, but I'm, I'm still struggling. So... Yeah. I'll get it. <laughs> well, here's
2: the thing, too,
1: is you don't want to cut up your hands. Yeah, I mean, no, that's your, your livelihood is your hands. Yeah. <laughs> so you start getting the cuts with the old bay in there. It starts uh, to sting a little yeah, bit. Here's the here's difference. John, John's tougher than you are. Well, that's that, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, we want to, you know, there's always uncertainty in free agency, you know, in, in picking between teams. What was it did you feel like in the end that made you say, you know what, I want to come to Baltimore?
0: Um, what made me decide Baltimore you know great friends with Tony Jefferson we played in Arizona together you know he had a lot of great things to say about you know this organization and also you know looking at a Super Bowl MVP most people don't get that chance to play with a quarterback like that Mm -hmm. so you know I just took advantage of the opportunity was it you know I kind of want to
2: dive into that process for you like was it it's easy when you have a friend that says, "Hey, I'll vouch for this team and this organization and all that." And Tony, but were you struggling with the decision? It's moving from one part of the country to the other. Um, just take us through that like thought process. How many teams were you talking to at that time?
0: Um, yeah, it was kind of a struggle. You know, I was only talking to three teams. Well, two at the time. I was talking to Buffalo Bills and the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. And you know, as soon as I was about to decide to go with Oakland. That's when Baltimore called. Nice. Ooh, so yeah. just wait. We, we got you time. just in the nick of time. Yeah. So you know, I kind of like held back, and you know, I thought about it. it was kind of tough what decision I wanted to make, and you know, also they basically got rid of the whole receiver room. Mm-hmm. So you know, I feel like it'll be a fresh start, and you know, like a fair opportunity. Mm-hmm.
2: So. You've talked a little bit before about the one-year deal and wanting to do that. I'm curious, like when you started free agency, did you say one-year deal? Or Wherever you go. What's that? Wherever you go. Right. It's going to be a one-year deal, or did you? Or, or when teams started throwing out multi-year deals, you're like, you know what? I don't like that deal. I'm going to go for the one-year.
0: Oh, I mean, we, me and my agent talked about it even in the, the middle of the season last year. And you know, like you know, he was honest with me. Like you know, most teams gonna offer a one year deal because of the situation, and I'm, I was totally fine with that. But you know, I actually lucked up, and you know, Buffalo offered me a three year, but I turned it down. Wow!
2: Like I didn't want it because you just felt like long term, it be better to do the one year play here. And cash then in. cash in after you go off the season like we're already predicting. exactly yes <laughs> we like that uh,
1: so I'm also curious as to you know what happened with Arizona because I look at it you know you put up a thousand yards you know and then and then it goes to five seventeen like how are you not a starter after a thousand I don't get it how did that happen
0: uh, no. <laughs> It's just, it's just tough, you know. That's a situation I'd rather not talk about. I got you know? you. I'd rather just leave it where it's at. But, I got you. you know, mm-hmm. It's different reason.
1: How, how, much are you, how much does that motivate you now to show, you know, by all, you know, you're going to be a starter here, right? You're going to be a top, one of the top guys here. You and Crabb and Willie, you know, are going to oh. be the top dudes. How much does it motivate you to say to the league, you know what, I'm a starting caliber guy.
0: Oh, you know, like I always been the underdog. You know, it's always been something. You know, people try to figure out and try to say, "Oh, he's too small. He can't do this. He can't do that." You know, and you know, I was just, you know, like I said, like I wanted to bet on myself and you know show people. And you know, you mentioned me, Crab Willie. And, you know, you can't even forget about Chris Moore, right? The dude who made a lot of plays in this camp too. Yep. So you, it's just it's all exciting. Yeah.
2: So you talk about uh, your you basically kind of being doubted for fans that don't know your path to the NFL.
0: Th- th- you went from Mars Hill,
2: then you went to Coffeeville Community College, and at Coffeeville you weren't actually in playing in games. You were playing in practice, and then from there you got noticed in practice yes. and went to Pittsburgh State. Yes. Do you ever think about that path? There's not too many guys that went from the, there's not the Mars Hill, Coffeeville Community College, like, hold on a State second. Pipeline.
1: Coffee, you, at a community college you weren't getting in games? Hold on a second. Yes. That's um, th- that part's true? He wasn't lying that part? You no, know, he's telling the truth. Like, <laughs> I did my yeah. research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did my research.
0: And um, the, the thing with that was, you know, back then when I was out there, it was um, only a 12-man out-of-state rule. Okay. And, you know, they broke down the 12-man out-of-state rule. And the coach told me, like, oh, we we got 90 people already. And, you know, I was still confident, you know, like I'm going to make the team. Like I knew I was going to make the team. I came to practice. I worked every day. Even though I felt like I didn't get my first shot, I knew I was supposed to make the team. You know, I was the thirteen guy. I got cut. I was the last person to get cut. But, you know, I continued to still practice, you know, just because I was going through the situation. At the time, my brother was still living, mm-hmm. you know, after the gunshot wounds, or whatever. He was still living and, you know, I just wanted to get something to keep me motivated. And then, you know, at the time Pittsburgh State came to practice and they seen what I was doing and they was like, hey, like, we want to offer you a, a full scholarship. And, you know, at the time, I'm thinking like, oh, I want to go Division One." Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's actually funny because the coach, I knew this coach wanted me bad, but, you know, like my trust was so messed up at the time. Like he was driving it was like two inches of snow, like 45 minutes away he would drive. Like I wouldn't come out the room. He came like three times and I just wouldn't show up. But, like, <laughs> for some reason he would not never give up. And then, you know, like I'm still thankful that, you know, that he put his trust in me. Right. he was persistent. That's yeah, kind of like
1: us in this interview.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is your coach at, at Coffeeville who yes. we do that. So no, he, no, my no, coach no. at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh State. Oh, State. Pittsburgh State. Yeah, Coach Beck.
0: Right. Yes, and we um, we had a coach. Coach Garmin was the rec- recruiter, and you know, like Coach Garmin is, he's up the age. He's uh-huh. like seventy something. You know, in the back of my head, I'm like. You believe somebody this old, like, you know, like, <laughs> give me a full scholarship, and you know, like, but it was crazy. But, you know, they believed in me and they trusted in me. And when I came there, I did everything I was supposed to do.
2: Were, there, is there anyone else that you play with at any of those spots that's in the NFL?
0: Um, at Coffeyville, Quinn Patton. Okay. He's in the NFL. My best friend, Devontae Bosby, played with the Eagles now. He went with me with Pitt, Pitt State. Yeah. You know that's it. Gotcha.
1: Yes. So how much would you say that that still drives you today? Like, do you eventually outgrow that, or, or is it something that still is in the back of your mind? Like, you know what, I I gotta kind of I gotta show people I gotta fight for it. You know?
0: Oh, always. You know, like I got a a daughter to take care of. You know, it's been you know I always been told I was too small. Mm-hmm. Been called a has-been, you know, like. has-been? How old are you,
2: like 27, 25? <laughs> yeah. How yeah. do you get it? a has-been? You better like be 25. at least yeah. Mink's age before someone yeah. calls you a has-been. I'm old. Dude. Yeah, he's
0: old. So, <laughs> yeah. He yeah, you know, the coach at Coffeeville, he called me a has-been, and, you know, I end up going to Pitt State. He ended up transferring schools, and, you know, I showed him who was the has-been when we played him again. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, like him.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like that. I feel like that attitude is going to come out. You know, when we play some teams this year, I'd, I'd like to see that.
1: You also say, you know, the too small thing. I feel like people have also said, you know, well, he's a burner. You know, it's just easy when you're really fast and you run what mm-hmm. you did in the 40 at the yeah. combine uh, to just say, well, he's a speed guy. That's it. And I feel like at training camp here, you've shown a lot more than that. I mean, when you like went up and made a play over like Jimmy Smith and I'm like, wait a second. Jimmy's this I he was, tall. I he was too small. John yeah, yeah. is this tall and he's going over top of him to make plays. I was like wow like you've shown me a lot and coaches here. Just is that something that you feel like is also something that you've
0: had to prove to people? Has that always been there? Have you developed yeah. that more over your career or what? I mean it's always been there. I mean even when you play the, the Arizona film, the college film, high school film like I was always a guy that tries to get up and attack the ball. You know, I try to play bigger than what I am. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that. that's always been my mindset. Mm-hmm. So you grew up
2: in Hampstead, Florida. We want to talk about you personally Homestead. a little bit. Homestead. Yeah. Homestead, so yeah. I did my research. I got to learn how to yeah. read it a little <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and your family didn't grow up with much and you told a story, you wrote a great piece piece in the Players Tribune about you and your brother James when you were kids
0: playing ball for a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. Tell us this story. Oh man, like we we got plenty of stories, you know. (laughs) You know, we was just young at the time and you know, I think that's where I kind of like grew my heart. You know, we at 15 at the time playing against guys like 20, 21 years old and you know, like, you know my brother be like, hey like we need to make some money, like we need some food in the house. And, you know, like, used to come to a time, I'm like, who we playing? Like, you know, I always wanted to know who we was playing first. And then, like, he he named these people. And I'm like, oh, ah, no. Like, I think, like, I'm going to just chill out on this one. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> right, right. You know, like, I'll to the was, next game. They, yeah, like, they was up to age. But then, you know, like, he always had this talk. And, you know, it still stick with me today. Like, man, like, listen, like, we need you. Like, no matter what, like, we can't win without you. So, like, we go out there and, like, we play and, like, we playing like $10 a head, so everybody putting $10 in. And like whoever win, and it wasn't no time limit. We will just, all right, the first one to 35 points. And sometimes the game would go on for five hours.
2: <laughs> like five
0: hours straight, like, and we playing in like concrete in the middle of the road. And, Ooh. you know, we playing touch. So, I mean, we would play until like it was pitch black. And like we'll leave, you know just get the money back we'll leave and then when school was out we'll come back and we'll finish the game and you know like we took a couple of losses and you know we won a lot too though but you know i I think that what built me to this day also
2: but you say you know one thing i think is so cool is basically like a lot of your friends would get the money and they would go and buy candy or whatever it was but you guys would literally bring it home and say basically like, here's our contribution to the
0: family. Oh yeah, you know, we would do that. You know, most of our, like most of our friends already, you know, they was living, you know, good enough. So, you know, they'll put their money into shoes and stuff like that. You know, most of them had cars, but you know, we was like investing, like trying to help the family. But you know, it was it was all worth it. And you know, if I could do it again, I'd do it all over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your brother James,
2: Tragically when you're 20 years old and you mentioned this just a little bit earlier. He's shot and and dies Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously the tragedy. I mean you guys are so close How does that moment at that time when you're 20 years old shape you and just completely
0: alter your entire life? Oh, you know, it actually numbed me at the time Mm -hmm. because you know that was somebody I was real close with and you know just being at the wrong place at the wrong time and you know like we had dreams and stuff you know like to go to the nfl and things like that and you know just like seeing him put up a fight for nine months Mm. you know not able to walk talk and you know like if he could do that like i feel like i can make it through anything and so you know like once upon a time i just thought about giving up on everything but once he put that fight up and showed me, it's like, hey, like I can make it at anything I wanna do. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, like that's what gave me that extra push. You know, when I'm out there tired, that's what motivates me and keep me going.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you were saying to him at that time? I mean, you were still, I'm sure, talking to him as much as you could to communicate. Like, what were were you telling him, look, look man, I'm gonna make it big, you know? Oh,
0: yeah, I used to tell him all the time. You know, I'm like, listen, like, I know what we promised our mom. I know what, what I said we was going to do, you know, I'm going to do it for the both of us. Mm. And, you know, I told him I was going to go back to school. And, you know, I, I did it even though times were tough. And, you know, that, that's another reason what made me pick on um, Pitt State. You know, I wanted to be far away from everybody, mm. you know, just to clear my head. And then, you know, once I went to Pitt State, I found a second home. Mm. How much of the conversation when you were talk with him was about football? Oh, it was always about really? football. Like, yeah, that's the that's the only thing he wanted to talk to me about, you know, <laughs> football. Like, everything was football. If he didn't want me to play with him, it was like football. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, like, man, I can't wait to we make it to the NFL. Or, you know, like every time we played against each other, it was an a argument or something. Like, you know, we played like we didn't even know each other. So, so when all this is going on and, and he is – for 9
2: months basically hanging on you were back at for part of that time you went back to to Coffeeville correct yes. and mm-hmm. so you know how difficult was that time and, and were you actually i mean is that what you're thinking about basically saying if he's there i got to keep pushing to for the opportunity cuz i i got to believe that a lot of people in that situation would have just said i'm mm-hmm. done with ball you
0: no know, at the um at the time it was um yeah i was at Coffeeville you know so i was Barely, like, seeing them, You know, I would come home on the brace to see him. Yeah. But, you know, I was just trying, like, so much, like, the, you know, make it through. I, I end up losing, like, 30 pounds, you know. Really? Like, yeah, I lost a lot of weight. And then, you know, like, I guess he hung on. And once I decided to sign my contract with Pitt State, you know, like, I'm all excited thinking, like, I'm going to come back home. And, you know, I'm going to tell him the good news. And, like, the same day I signed, like, you know, like, My mom called me, like, hey, like, your brother just passed, you know, like, and, you know, I'm telling my mom, like, I just signed my contract, whatever. Like, I just signed a scholarship, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, she was happy. She was on her way up there to go tell him. So when she ended up going, that's when she got the bad news. Wow. So,
1: So, I mean, describe that day. I mean, that's like the ultimate high and ultimate low. Yeah. What did you do when, when she told you that? What can you take us inside that day a little bit?
0: Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't believe it, though. You know, I had, like, some great friends, you know, like, Trevonnie Holmes, you know, they, they took good care of me, you know. Like, they made sure, like, my head was leveled, and, you know, at the time, like, we didn't have the money, so my mom was trying to, like, find money, you know, to get me home. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, they took care of me, and then, you know, I called the coach from Pitt State, and, you know, I let them know. And then I'm telling him, like, listen, like, I'm not coming to Pitt State unless I get number five. And, you know, that was my brother's favorite number. Mm -hmm. So he was like, hey, like, I'll call you back. And, you know, he called me back in, like, two minutes and was like, hey, number five yours. And then I get on Facebook, and then, like, all these players from Pitt State, they writing me, like, oh, like, we family. But, like, I never met these dudes yet. So, you know, like, they made me feel comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, that same year we – End up winning the national championship.
2: Wow! And the first time you touched the ball at Pitt State, wearing number five, yeah. was a punt return. Yeah, and you took it to the house. Yes, that's and, pretty
0: special moment. And that's a that's a funny story <laughs> <laughs> because when I first got to Pitt during training camp, I was talking to Zach Dickey, the quarterback, and you know, like I told him, like the first time I'm like the first time I touched the ball, I'm a score, and he was looking <laughs> at me like, you know, he didn't really know me, so he looking at me and stuff. So, you know, we fast-forward to the first game, whatever, and, you know, like, I'm looking at pictures of my brother. I'm crying, and he's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I'm like, just know, like, you're not getting on the field first. And I patted him on the back, and, like, he was laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm serious. Like, I'm not playing. And, like, they punted the ball, and I ran it back. And he was like, man, like, I can't believe this. Like, so, you know, it was like a miracle. It was crazy. Yeah.
1: Do you really look at it that way like does it feel like it's actual like a God-given miracle like that
0: whole thing? Oh, yeah, you know, and I just I'm just a person I believe yeah, and you know, so That was a you know great experience and you know, I'm still continuing my journey to keep him happy. I
2: thought. And again, I keep referencing this piece that you wrote. For anybody listening, they should definitely go and read this piece in the Players' Tribune. You did a fantastic job with it. He would, John would put us out of work if you yes, to it yourself. <laughs> <Don't, laughs> Come on, <laughs> don't, John, be gentle. Don't, man. don't, don't get any ideas about right writing too much. Um, <laughs> um, no, but in all honesty, you wrote in there, which I thought was so powerful. But that basically, your brother held on until the day you signed your contract, and you felt like he knew that that was basically the time that he could let go. Yeah. Like that. Kind of talk about that and basically knowing that he was pushing you, even though he couldn't say anything, mm-hmm. but he was pushing you during that entire time. And when you finally got what both of you had talked about for so long, that's when he finally felt like this is the time.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, every time I went back, you know, like my mom was like, he would have his days, you know, he would try to talk, he would move his mouth, but you used to have to try to like look hard to try to see what he was saying, but you really couldn't understand so my mom, like most days, like when they go, like he wouldn't talk. But every time I went in the room, like he just try to like start talking, and you know, like it was like hard to understand. You know, it used to break me down. You because know, I used to try to figure out what he was saying, mm-hmm. and you know that it was just it was just I guess that's what he was trying to tell me. So once I made the decision. I just feel like he was like, okay, like, I can rest now, you know, just take care of the family because, you know, like, we real family origin, and, you know, I still take care of my family to this day.
2: Mm-hmm. And he called you the secret weapon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that was his that nickname was, for you, right? That's what they called it. But, okay. you know, like, yeah, you could basically say, yeah, like, he always felt like I can do anything. Like, he felt like versus anybody, he just felt like, I was the world, like, I could do it because he had friends that came to the front of him and they was like, man, like, your brother talk about you like you God, and, you know, like, his girlfriend came up to me, like, oh, your brother always talking about you, you know, like, this and that, so, you know, that's what, you know, kept me lifted. Right. Well, the secret's
1: out on you now, John, in terms of football, on the football field. Yeah.
0: made that ridiculous catch on
1: Monday Night Football against the Colts. I think people have started to read our reports about how good you've looked in practice.
2: The secret's starting to get uh, no. out. We got shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> to... I might try to draft him ahead of you in
1: fantasy. <laughs> how has that been like for you, though? Like, like
0: all this kind of hype. Like, what? how do you kind of handle it all? Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's all talk, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just... I'm trying to better myself every day. I'm yeah. trying to get better at what I do every day. You know, like... Like, that catch I made, that's something, like, I practice all the time. Like, I practice it before practice. I do it after practice. And, you know, like, I try to do it when we're working together against the guys or even the other teams. So, you know, like, I just continue to work and I just block out all all the hype and, you know, try to control what I can control.
1: And and one thing I find also interesting is that you, Willie, and Crabtree all kind of are coming from a similar place where you've all had big time production but you're coming off years that of lower production yeah how much of you three talked about that and kind of the mission of like all right you know what we're all gonna get back
0: yeah we all we all talk about it but you know at the same time we understand you know it's all part of God God's plans and you know we just continue to work and try to better each other every day hey man well we look forward to that. We look yeah. forward to
2: both all three of you guys. You have a big season and both those guys as well. So so thanks so much for your time today, and thanks for being so open in this conversation. I appreciate it, John. I cool. appreciate thanks you, John. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, do you think we were successful? Yeah. We, we set out on our mission to get John to open up. He said he would play ball. He did, and we are very appreciative of that. Yeah. What round are you taking him in fantasy? One round before you do. You're not even playing the league this year because you're scurred. You're scurred. Wait, I heard you're not playing in the league either. I'm playing. That's not what I heard.
1: I'm playing. (laughs) Yeah. But here, let me just, for the listeners out there, break this down. Garrett's terrible at fantasy football. Okay, I've never won the championship, but I'm the Buffalo Bills of of fantasy Mm -hmm. football. I get to the championship every year. I just can't win it. Every year, something happens. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody just is terrible
2: in week 17, whatever it is. I can never win it. But you
1: you can't even get to the dance.
2: You're bad at it. And I've said this many times on the podcast and I'll reference it again today. I could not care less about this league that we have. I don't spend any time. Half of of the weeks I don't even set my lineup. It's like I do it just because you need oh we need a 12th guy. We need a 12th guy. I'm like sure I'll do it and then I don't I don't do a live draft. I don't set yes, my lineup. up.
1: You do it every single year. And, and you so, eat way more pizza than your share, than your $5. No, that's,
2: that, here's the difference. I used to care when we would do the live draft in person and you would order pizza. Lately, though, there has not been an in-person draft. But and one no it And no pizza. And, you're, and, and you're, I don't care. I'm here and, for the pizza. I'm here <laughs> for the pizza. <laughs> So that's it for us. Uh, as always, you guys can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Next week, we're going to be back with our full 53-man mm-hmm. roster mm-hmm. predictions. It's one of our favorite podcasts of the year. Also, it's a good time to listen because uh, if you're doing the You Pick the Team contest, uh, which the prize is, do you know what the prizes are? Yeah. They're a heck it, of a prize. It's you really get a pair nice. of tickets to the opening game against the Bills. You get sideline passes before that game. And Hayden you get a Hurst. signed Hayden Hurst jersey. So it's a heck of a prize pack. Um, again, go to baltimoreramses.com/slash. you pick the team, and we will also do our 53 man roster predictions next week. Well, the best part of that prize is the silent passes because you might get a chance to shake our hand. Yeah, I and mean, who
1: needs to that, uh, sign Hayden Hurst's jersey when you get to meet us? That, that, that's, that's the incentive to not do it. You, you <laughs> might run into us uh, on the sideline. So Sorry lie. to turn everybody off in the contest. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. Make sure, you know what, I, we haven't had a call for reviews, mm-hmm. ratings. Yep. Still need to get those ratings up. We need to spread the lounge a little bit more, get a little promotion. We got the big billboard up in the stadium. Yeah, we look good, right? We look great. We look something. I think we look pretty good (laughs) we're like King Kong size up there (laughs) so watch out for that in the games too but anyway thanks for listening we'll be back with you next week